0: It's been a couple of generations since my family farmed. But our memories, our stories, they go back to the land. My grandfather was born just before the turn of the last century. He began keeping bees when he was a young boy. My dad, now in his 80s, told me some of his earliest memories of my grandfather and his bees.
1: As a kid, I can remember honey being a, a commodity that you could Raise and and sell, uh, where they sold the, the honey to. Uh, it was it was J C. Pranger's Prangies, which was a, a large uh, uh, store that sold everything you know, f- clothing, f- clothing, hardware, and everything. And they bought merchandise and products from the farmers, and one of them was honey. I can remember we as a family would go, you know. Uh, my brother, sister, and I. And then uh, my dad would get this money for the honey, and that money was used to buy our new clothes for the year. And uh, I can remember one time I got a new jacket, and I thought, boy, I was a nuts, you know. So.
0: My dad's talking about the late 1930s, during the Great Depression, when money was tight. Honey still puts cash in beekeepers' pockets. It's estimated that in this country, there are over 125,000 beekeepers who have five or more beehives. In 2013, those beekeepers produced nearly 150 million pounds of honey, and that had a value of a little over $317 million. In addition to producing honey and beeswax, honeybees are responsible for pollinating a number of the crops we eat, and the value of those crops reached well into the billions. Since 2006, we've been hearing about colony collapse disorder, a syndrome where 30 to 60 percent of a hive dies. The exact cause is not known, but scientists speculate that pathogens, parasites, management, and environmental stressors may play a role. Recently, our Master Gardener group took a field trip to a place where they're trying to better understand and protect honeybees.
2: We are at the North American Bayer Bee Care Center, where we're focusing on research to help honeybees thrive. We're also looking at how honeybees relate to agricultural practices as well as homeowner practices. My name is Sarah Myers, and at the facility here, I am the event manager for the program, doing a lot of education and outreach for our visitors at the facility. I'm also a staff beekeeper, and being that I'm a beekeeper, I have 20 hives locally uh, with my family, and I'm the president of the Wake County Beekeepers Association.
0: Bayer's Bee Care Center is a unique facility, and it's available to the public.
2: We opened on April 15th of 2014. Uh, It's about 6,000 square feet, offers a meeting room area where we can bring in beekeepers or farmers to have conferences. We have a full research lab, a honey extraction facility and workshop where we can actually build our hive equipment. We have a main lobby area with lots of educational displays. And then sort of the highlight would be our uh, outside observation hive where the visitors can stand on the inside of the screen and myself or another beekeeper can be on the outside just in a suit opening the beehive with thousands of bees uh, flying all around us.
0: Sarah and her colleagues are very careful about visitor safety and I know bees make a lot of people nervous but not my grandfather.
1: The bees knew my dad and I I guess it's by smell I don't really know but uh, my dad uh, would uh, not wear all the protective clothing to prevent from being Stung because rarely does he get did he get stung from the bees he uh, if for some reason for some reason the, the bees were upset or something then he might he you know would maybe put on the hat or the gloves but oftentimes he would work amongst the bees like and no protection on his hands and he just kind of you know going through the hive he would always go through the hive.
0: I live in a very suburban area, so I was surprised to learn from Sarah that I'm surrounded by beekeepers.
2: Yeah, so beekeeping has really taken off, um, which is fantastic because we actually need beekeepers managing honeybee. They cannot really survive in the wild for long term due to the viruses and parasites that are affecting honeybees. So we have to have good managers out there uh, keeping up our bee population. And specifically in North Carolina, we have one of the largest uh, states with beekeepers in them, uh, mainly hobbyists. So it could be just a backyard beekeeper with one or two hives. But there are several people with several hundred hives so it just varies. Um, In North Carolina we have over 3,500
0: and in Wake County specifically we have over 200. I confess to Sarah that despite my family background I have a tiny yard and I can't keep bees so I worry that I can't really do anything to help them.
2: So not everyone has to be a beekeeper. You could really do your part by creating the habitat for them, not just planting things that maybe look attractive or that bloom a long time, but planting the correct flowers that produce enough pollen and nectar output during various times of the year, giving bees lots of diversity and nutrition. Just like we need to eat a balanced diet, so do bees and other pollinators. Um, There's lots of online resources for guides on how to create this habitat. Pollinator Partnership is a nonprofit that we collaborate with they actually have a free app called be smart B E E smart and you put in your zip code and it quickly populates all the plants that are native to your area drought resistant and makes it easy especially for a novice like myself who may not know a lot about plants but how do you pick the right plants and being native and drought resistant is great for you know the sustainable factor of keeping that garden long term
0: i downloaded the be smart app and put in my zip code I was happy to see that I already have several of the recommended plants in my yard, but I want to add some more. The BeeSmart Smart app lets me sort the recommendations by soil type, sun exposure, bloom color, and plant type. So now I'm starting some seeds and getting ready to try out some new plants. We put a link to the app on our website. Check it out. I've been thinking about plants, but Sarah explained that bees need to be able to find something else in my yard to thrive.
2: Water is really important. Just like we use water for hydration, so do bees. Um, and water source for bees could be quite a bit different. It could be a puddle on the side of the, on the sidewalk. It could be a bird bath. It could be your neighbor's pool, even. So bees actually like a little stagnant water. So if you have any rocks around your garden, maybe that collect some water, that little source even would be great. But certainly bird baths are are very good places for bees. But allowing some areas that they could. Land on is a great idea, so if you have a birdbath, put some pieces of wood chips or rock in there so the bees can actually land and and collect the needed source.
0: While I might not be able to follow in my grandfather's footsteps and keep bees, I can take some steps to make my garden more attractive to them. I'm going to try to have things blooming throughout the year and make sure that the water in my garden is accessible to the birds and the bees. I'm Lise Jenkins and this is the Triangle Gardener magazine. We're your guide to enjoyable gardening in North Carolina. You can now find us on iTunes. If you like what we're doing, give us a review. Thanks for listening.